Kariparizenu wa mama na wadada. Karibuni tena to the Maito podcast. I send you good energy of laughter, peace and healing and your response should be I accept. My name is Naja and I am the creator and producer of the Maito podcast show and the Maito workshop on Facebook. Sacred spaces set aside for the edification and learning of our wombs and whom we are as women. There are many reasons why I created this podcast, and one of those was a powerful understanding in the way that organic plants, herbs, and natural foods found on the continent affect and raise the energy of our bodies. Beginning as recently as the early 2000s, many of the fruits and plants that grow naturally on the continent have been labeled by the West as magical superfoods. Newly so-called discovered foods that have absurdly high nutritional value, foods that have the ability to heal our sick bodies. The truth is that our ancestors used these plants from the continent. We have access to thousands of plants and herbs on the continent that have positively impacted the health of melanated African womb men in healing picos, in healing endometriosis, in healing fibroids and cysts, and thereby annulling needless surgeries to remove these foreign growths. A side word, sisters and maitos. As melanated women, we are naturally prone to produce a lot of ova, more ova than women of other races. It is just how we are built, it is not a comparison. The sky is blue. And melanated women have bigger ova and ovaries, period. Western science is now beginning to catch up on the amazing properties of melanin, one of which is big ovaries and big ova, and a lot more estrogen production than those who have less melanin. Our wombs were made to produce ova, which they do. However, when we artificially stop this process, we fall into an imbalance. Secondly, we do not need the foods the West, which have added synthetic vitamins and additives to boost the health of those who have less melanin, so that they can catch up with us, so to speak. Those foods are made for their bodies, not ours. And this is why our girls are falling sick when they use our foreign family planning pills and patches. And it is a horror. Sadly, thousands of African girls, mitos, mothers, queens and sisters go through the pain of these diseases in the prime of their lives. Between 11 years of age and 55 years of age, 40 years of lives filled with pain every 28 days. Why it is sad is because we have access to our thousands of food plants, the same foods which our great-grandmothers, our older women, our oldest aunties and our older mitos would use in the care of our wombs. So it's my pleasure to share these remedies with you, my sisters and fellow queens, to speak out about the beautiful treasure trove and wide-ranging abilities of healing herbs. While I share these natural ways that our ancestor mothers and our grandmothers used for their own womb care, I will ask you to please remember that at this current time, we are actioning two powerful events within your body. One is the beginning of reading our personal wombs from the period pain, dysmorrhea and all cysts and fibroids, disease and modified DNA within our bodies. Queens. We are learning that much of our trauma is inherited, for in the past 200 years or so, we were swayed away 
from our ancestral practices. We are understanding that much of our dis-ease is inherited through the coding in our very genes and DNA. Thus, in beginning to heal ourselves with African foods, we're also mending our very cores, our wombs, our ova, and our own DNA. The second healing is of personal physical body. The restoration of your disrupted hormonal balance, the restoration of your vaginal pH, the return of your adolescent high energy levels, and the revitalizing of your libido, the complete control of your body. In a nutshell, these natural African food plants and fruits will provide you with what is known as a womb balance and a healthiness that you can depend on. A consistency from your womb, a calm steadiness, a peaceful solidity, a dependable permanence, a continuous strength, sisters. Isn't this just wonderful? In this podcast, I begin to discuss the surprising black carrot. Black carrots are the original indigenous carrots. The deep, dark, rich color comes from the rich anthocyanin content which are responsible for the natural colors red, purple, and blue in fruits and vegetables. This purple color includes what we in Kenya call the nduoma, or the arrowroot. All deep purple indigenous fruits, including berries, currants, grapes, eggplants, beetroots, red onions, plums, dragon fruit, purple indigenous corn, and purple cabbage. Anthocyanins have the capacity to lower blood pressure, improve visual acuity, reduce cancer cell proliferation, inhibit tumor formation, and this is critical regarding fibroids and cysts in all women at an early age. Queens, remember this, when your daughter is in your womb, she has her own womb. This womb is formed at 22 weeks, which means that you as a maito, what you eat, affects your daughter's womb at 22 weeks and affects the formation of your grandchildren. When we begin to think of how we affect ourselves at that molecular level, we begin to understand the level of accountability that we hold within our wombs and eating habits. And it is not just for girl children, for as women, we have what is known as the double X chromosome. It is now understood that there are approximately 155 million base pairs, which translates to 1,400 genes on the X chromosome alone. Now we have a double X. This chromosome is for the development of the fetus, regardless of the fetus reproduction orientation when born. In comparison, so that you understand, dear sisters, the level of your magnificence, the Y chromosome is one-third the size of the chromosome X and contains about 55 genes. As queens, we shape the future of our lineage within our own wombs. This is our destiny and purpose. It is the way we are as womb bearers. And this is not to be taken lightly or flippantly, but with a deep reverence and humility. For the power we hold to shape the future is both astounding and breathtaking.
African food queens is the food of the soul and the food of our future. So, black carrots have the ability to prevent diabetes and to lower totally that group of disorders related to the heart and blood vessels, that is hypertension, also known as high blood pressure, HBP, coronary heart disease or heart attacks, cerebrovascular disease which causes strokes, and peripheral vascular disease. Black carrots also have anti-inflammatory and antibacterial properties. To make a black carrot juice, you will need for your ingredients a half kilo of black carrots or roughly four, five, five, five to six big, fat, juicy, fresh black carrots. Three tablespoons, no, teaspoons, sorry, three teaspoons of red mustard, also known in Kiswahili as Beguya, Harazali. Okay. Half a teaspoon of red chili powder. Just half. A teaspoon of roasted and then ground cinnamon cumin powder. A cup of warm water. Half teaspoon of cinnamon. Pour all this in a blender and blend well. Queens, do not strain your blends. Don't strain and then throw away the bottom or what you, what is called the slush. What you cannot swallow, eat with a spoon. I personally use the thick juice slush from the bottom of my glass to top up on my bowl of fruits. It makes them extra delicious. For example, chop up pears or watermelon and banana, put in a bowl and add the black carrot slush as a topping. And as a super drink, black carrot juice sweetened with organic honey is an excellent pick-me-up. Next, we talk about the amazing living forever with the magnificent aloe vera known in Swahili as Mshu Biri. Aloe vera is naturally found in all parts of the continent. Take a look around you and you'll be surprised for you'll begin to see aloe vera everywhere. In my country Kenya we have almost 50 species of the aloe including three <laughs> exceedingly poisonous species. So I'm careful not to pick aloe vera randomly. Aloe vera is appreciated by midwives in Africa for its womb cleaning and detoxing abilities and is also used by clinics across Africa by midwives as a powerful fertility treatment. Hmm. More recently in the 2000s, there have been clinical studies from universities in the West where it has been documented that the aloe vera leaf gel <coughs> excuse me, has favor favorable effects on estrogen synthesis due to its phytoestrogen components such as betacytosterol which is used to cause an increase in the womb's estrogen levels. Now this is very exciting news for 
those in the West. Because like I said before, as naturally melanated beings, we already have wombs which have bigger ova and which have bigger ovaries. We're naturally fertile. We're made that way. However, it is used across the continent to boost fertility for those who have been on family planning pills and have destroyed their fertility. So queens, our ancestors knew this, our mitos had this knowledge. We do not need fertility pills or plans to get pregnant naturally. A glass of cool aloe vera juice taken for two weeks, immediately the period begins, raises womb estrogen levels dramatically. And estrogen levels means raised fertility. For more learning regarding your fertility cycle and when to know when you're fertile and how to shield and safeguard yourself during your ovulation times, please do go take a listen to prior podcasts of the Mito podcast where I discuss fertility and ovulation. Now, with aloe vera, our midwives and birthers have been using this plant gel on our skins externally for thousands of years to treat skin wounds and cuts, burns and sores. When applied as a gel to our vulva and pubic muscle, it promotes elasticity. And this is key. For a lack of elasticity in our vulva leads to what is known as frigidity or a lack of movement of the pubic muscle. Aloe vera is also known for its medicinal properties in clearing vaginal warts, tags and pimples. When used as a gel after intercourse, it promotes fast healing of the vulva and vagina. They are women who apply aloe vera gel immediately after intercourse, after having a bath or a shower, to promote faster healing of the vulva and also to prevent bladder irritation, known as UTI or urinary tract infection. And this happens a lot, especially during honeymoons. And your OBGYN will tell you that it is very common that when you have a lot of sexual activity, if you do not apply aloe vera gel, natural aloe vera gel, you will get um, UTI and it's also called honeymoon UTI. In addition, the application of fresh aloe vera heals the epistiomy cut and stitches made for childbirth in women when the cervix does not dilate enough. Aloe vera has been described as having magical properties. In one study, it was shown that the average time of healing in the aloe gel area was 5.89 days, while it took 18.19 days for a Vaseline gauze-treated wound to heal. The pain and improvement in the first 24 hours were also compared. In the aloe vera group, wound healing was faster and the pain markedly reduced in the first 24 hours. Yes, it would, because pain is caused when there is an absence of healing. 23 trials that met the inclusion criteria were studied. 
The results of the studies showed that aloe vera has been used to prevent skin ulcers to treat burn wounds, post-operative wounds, cracked nipples, genital herpes, psoriasis, and chronic wounds, including pressure ulcers. Now, babies whose mother drank aloe vera juice had absolutely no colic. Aloe vera gel also treats the external skin disorders of the face and body of acne, rosa care and ringworms. Mitos on the continent, there's no need to buy expensive creams and medicaments to treat ringworms. Break off a piece of aloe vera and gently rub the gel directly onto the skin. Aloe vera contains vitamins A, C, E, B1, B2, B3, B6, B12 and folic acid, making it one of nature's most effective body detoxifiers. It is also rich in calcium, magnesium, zinc, iron, selenium, Mm -hmm. and potassium and that's not all queens aloe vera has both anti-inflammatory and acid reducing properties that help heal gastritis and reduce repeated flare-ups the gel from inside the leaves is powerful for both inhibiting the growth of and killing H pylori strains even those that are drug resistant in a laboratory environment. It is the healthiest natural alternative to heal both gastritis and ulcers caused by H. pylori infections and a natural treatment that I have always recommended to my sisters and mamas who have similar digestive damage. Unfortunately, we live in a time where more of we have digestive issues than not. Whether temporary or permanent, as African women, we are regularly being diagnosed with leaky gut syndrome, with IBS or irritable bowel syndrome, ulcerative colitis, flatulence, gas, etc, etc, and it's normalized. Every other African queen I know has IBS and swallows drugs to soothe the stomach and gut. Thousands of women live on antiacid pills or syrups, completely unaware that these chemical antacids are in themselves cancer-causing. Among the top medical stories of 2019 was the discovery of contaminants in common medicines and ranitidine, well, I know it as Zantac, okay, took up a large share of those headlines. A cancer-causing substance known as NDMA has been repeatedly found in Zantac, one of the most popular antacid drugs in the United States. So Queens, to conclude this wonder plant narrative, aloe vera juice aids in healing all internal organs, specifically the stomach and intestines. Much like it heals the burns on our skin because of its gel consistency, the aloe vera gel coats the stomach lining and sores, helping protect from stomach acids and thus soothing irritation. If you do have a garden, grow aloe vera. And if you do not have a garden, pot and grow your own aloe vera in your kitchen window. Pluck the leaves off 
and extract the gel yourself for when you need to use it. For a cold ready to drink aloe vera juice drink you will need two chamomile tea bags. Now this can also be replaced with acacia flower powder. You also need chia seeds, one aloe vera leaf, just one, two cups room temperature water, honey. Also pieces of sliced cubed pears, cubed cucumber. It's easy to make. Place the two chamalal tea bags in a cup of very, very hot water set aside to steep and cool. You can substitute the chamalal tea bags with acacia flour powder. So put two teaspoons of acacia flour powder in a cup of very hot water set aside to steep and cool. Now cut up the aloe vera reef and when the acacia flower tea mix is completely cool, add this to a blender, add the chopped aloe vera leaf, add the chia seeds, the honey and the two cups of room temperature water. Blend. Blend and blend until no larger pieces of aloe remain. Pour the glass in a Pour the drink in a glass bottle. And this is when you add the cubed cucumber and pear pieces. And they have to be really tiny. And set this aside. Your cool aloe vera drink is ready. You can store it in the fridge and drink it cool. Do not cook or heat. Okay? Drink this for two weeks on and then two weeks off. And always, when you begin, begin the same day your period begins. Hmm. Also known as Pilipilimbuzi, the Scotch bonnet is an evergreen shrub that grows everywhere in Africa, in the subcontinent of India, in the Middle East and in Jamaica. Scotch bonnet pepper is an excellent source of phytochemicals, vitamin A, vitamin C, iron, vitamin B, carotenoids, niacin, riboflavin, dietary fiber, flavonoids, and magnesium. The roots of the pepper tree have also been known to be used for the treatment of asthma. This pepper is also an anti-mucus agent and it is also a natural remedy for colds and sinusitis. And the leaves when heated are used as poultices to treat insect now whenever I get a stuffy nose I make some pepper sauce and use it liberally with my meals and it clears out my mucus and sinuses in less than two hours for those in East Africa a meal is not a meal without this sweet flavorful flavorful chili herb and who is in our kitchens our mamas are now about this little pepper According to the Scoville scale, 
the Pilipilin Buzi has a heat rating of 100,000 to 350,000 Scoville units. This measurement is based on the concentration of capsaicinoids, among which capsaicin is the predominant component. By comparison, cayenne pepper has a rating of 30,000 to 50,000 Scoville units. Queens, this pepper high heat rating is not for the faint of tongue or the careless in the kitchen. You know, I remember once accidentally touching my eye when cutting this chili. <laughs> I howled for hours. No, please don't laugh. However, it cleared my eye for when I got around to opening it, I could have sworn that I could see more clearly. The Scotch Bonnet is known for its amazing abilities in warding off breast, stomach, uterine and vaginal cancers. It kills off the malignant carcinogenic cells which lead to cancer and seizes cellular metabolic activation. The Scotch Bonnet Pepper is great for weight loss as it keeps the body metabolism working at a high rate and is used in the treatment of cardiovascular disease. It uses four Scotch Bonnet pepper sauce. You can use the sauce as a marinade for your chicken or fish. It's also great for swelling a few tablespoons into soups, stews, or other sauces to give them a bit of a fiery kick and a blast of flavor. You will need 10 Pilipinimbuzis. Yes, 10 Scotch bonnet chilies. Stalks removed but do not deceive. Now, a warning. When cutting, do not touch your eyes or nose or lips. Just don't. You will also need bell peppers, one each of red, yellow and green. You will need sweet cherry tomatoes, about half a kilo. One cup mango, big one, diced. One cup pineapple, medium size, diced. Uh, natural organic vinegar, about two tablespoons. Lime juice from five limes, two teaspoons of salt. Half a cup of honey, a quarter cup of ginger, chopped. Five cloves of garlic, chopped. Three large onions chopped, one teaspoon ground cumin, one teaspoon mustard seeds. Place a deep frying pan over a medium heat. Use ghee. Do not use corn oil. If you cannot use ghee, use sunflower oil. So use ghee to char the pineapple. Remove, set aside. Blend the tomatoes and all the scotch bonnets together with half a cup of water. In the deep frying pan, fry the onions and add the chopped ginger. Heat, stir constantly so that the onions don't stick to the bottom of the pan. 
add the tomatoes scotch bonnets mix add a bit of salt mustard seeds and ground cumin powder let this cook for a while and then blend the charred pineapple and mango along with the vinegar and lime juice blend until smooth add this to the tomato mix in the cooking pot add the half cup of honey slow cook and simmer this for about 10 minutes stirring constantly turn off the heat and set it aside add the uncooked chopped up ball peppers with their seeds to the cooling sauce leave the sauce to cool and when cool transfer to sterilized jars the sauce will keep in the fridge for two weeks if you don't clear it all before then as it is delicious and excellent with all dishes poison gooseberry poison gooseberry is also known as withania somnifera It's also known as ashwagandha, Indian ginseng or winter cherry. It is a plant in the nightshade family. Our ancestors have used the roots and the orange red fruit of this gooseberry for medicinal purposes for thousands of years to boost the immunity system, to soothe and enhance the nervous system, and to, to promote longevity and vitality. This berry is an adaptogenic that affects all the systems within our body and has been used as a diuretic or as an anthelmintic, as a powerful astringent, a thermogenic, and a nervous system stimulant. Adaptogens are herbs that protect the body from the toxicity of stress by bringing it back into homeostasis. In biology, Homeostasis is the state of steady internal physical and chemical conditions maintained by living systems. This is the condition of optimal functioning for the organism and includes many variables such as body temperature and fluid balance being kept within preset limits. In other words, the poison gooseberry does not poison but brings a balance to the body which is why many Africans use this herb in their daily foods. Ashwagandha also controls cortisol, that most damaging of stress hormones, and it balances glutamate, an excitatory neurotransmitter in the brain. It is excellent for PSTD and symptoms from trauma and stress. Insomnia, anxiety, and chronic fatigue subside. Another major perk of this plant is that when the nervous system is amped up, you get clearer and faster brain power. For when the body utilizes hydrogen and oxygen more efficiently, the immediate response is the enhancing of cognitive function, including focus, concentration, and memory. Poison gooseberry also regulates the libido, also known as energy and this in turn leads to a healthy balanced womb and regular menstruation. How to make ashwagandha turmeric moon milk recipe. Heat milk, add all the ingredients and whisk. Let this simmer for a few minutes. 
this is a very important step. Then let it boil just once. Transfer to cups and enjoy warm. Ashwagandha powder, turmeric powder, milk, cinnamon stick and two tablespoons of honey. Those are the ingredients that you need to make your ashwagandha turmeric moon milk recipe. When you take this just before you go to bed, it is amazing. Queens and sisters, we have come to the end of this podcast. And thank you once again for your patience because this one was a little longer than usual. Please do join the social media pages. We are on Instagram as a public page and on Facebook as a private group. On both pages, I share pictures of all the herbs that I speak about here so it is easier to identify them when you go to the marketplace. We talk about many other issues there as well. So, Karibuni. It's a lovely space set aside for sharing and networking where we all get to speak out on womb matters. Asanteni Sana Queens for being a part of this Maito podcast. And I send you love, light, and laughter. Until the next podcast, Koheri Yakua Nana. <laughs>